Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kelly Joe Show on Talk Jive Radio, a damn Indian production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media, a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Norman, Oklahoma. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. Thanks so much for tuning into this segment with me here in the hot seat. I have Heath Hayes. He's the Chief of Communications and Strategic Engagement for nine for Oklahoma's 988 Mental Health Lifeline. Hello, Keith. Or Heath. I'm sorry, Heath. Uh, you're fine. I, I usually have to say Heath like the candy bar because people say Keith. So Heath like the candy bar. There you go. Well, I, appre- I appreciate you being gracious with my mistake. I, I got to tell you, I am thrilled. When I when I learned about um, 988, can I just, what, what do y'all call it? I, I just call it like 988. Yeah, this no, 988. Men- this mental health lifeline. L- let's talk about it. Tell tell me, tell me how it came about, and tell me what it does for Oklahomans. Absolutely, you know, nine eight eight is a three digit number that was turned on nationally on July sixteenth, and in Oklahoma, we have been thinking about and building strategically uh, a comprehensive crisis response system uh, for many years. And over the last couple of years, thanks to uh, the support of you know several different stakeholders, including our legislature, our governor, our commissioner, Carrie Slatton Hodges, has really been able to build the most comprehensive crisis system in the in the nation. And it all starts with 988, which 988 is an alternative to engaging with law enforcement. So when you're experiencing mental health crisis, oftentimes people uh, revert to 911, and as a result of that, people get in. Um, engaged with law enforcement, because on the other end of law enforcement, oftentimes is a 911 response. Um, So with 988, we hope to encourage people to use that when they're experiencing emotional distress, Um, and even call us before it becomes a a crisis situation. And that's why we've specifically labeled it the 988 Mental Health Lifeline, because we want people to reach out earlier in the process to take care of their mental health, if you will. And so what happens is you call 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, I'm going to add, you can text 988 as well. So there's a there's another really uh, cool aspect of it, just the, the three-digit numbers, 988, you can text it. Um, and what you receive is a licensed and qualified um, trained professional who is answering that text, answering that phone call, who is able to provide the intervention over the phone. And they can do that to whatever extent is needed. Um, oftentimes, we find that about 92% of the people who reach out to 988, that's all they need. They just need somebody to hear them out, somebody to help them navigate a resource, um, problem solve a situation, what might be going on, and then connect them, which is the other cool part about 988, to your local treatment provider. Now, we're new in our infancy. We're very we're very new in our infancy of, of the 988 rollout. Um, still, we, we we launched a couple weeks earlier than the national folks, and in every state it looks a little different because it's the, the 988 number is national, but what you get when you call 988 and the responses that you receive is very different. And in Oklahoma, um, you get a kind of the Cadillac version, if you will, of, of the response, which is really something to be proud of. So you can get connected to a local treatment provider. Those relationships will be, you know, come strengthened, especially with tribal nations, as we um, develop those relationships and kind of identify the coordinated care and that processes that are the best um, to to be, to to happen whenever you're uh, interacting with somebody who's calling in. So they can schedule an appointment. 
the same day or next day to be able to continue those treatment services um, after the call is over, which is a really great thing. Um, and the other great thing about 988 is they're going to call you back and make sure that you were able to connect with that treatment provider to make sure that there wasn't any barriers. Or if you, you know, you it might've been a, a good, in the moment, a good idea, but then stigma and all the different things that are that come along with accessing behavioral health treatment come into play, transportation issues, whatever the case may be, that 988 call center is going to make sure that you made the connection to that treatment provider if that's what you wanted whenever they were talking to you initially, which is a really great close the loop follow-up piece to the call center. But if that call for about 8% 8 of the people that call is not enough, um, we can dispatch what we call a mobile crisis team, which is another really great alternative to law enforcement. So uh, a mobile crisis team is dispatched from the call center to your location for a face-to-face -face interaction. And that, call, and that mobile crisis team consists of a licensed mental health professional and what we call a peer recovery support specialist. A peer recovery support specialist is somebody with lived experience with mental health and addiction. And when we, when we pair those folks together, we see amazing things happen um, because there is a hope, a visual representation, a symbol of hope with that person who has lived experience. Being able to interact with that person who might be experiencing a crisis situation um, is phenomenal. And we see lots of great outcomes associated with that um, engagement strategy. And so um, that pair of mobile crisis team individuals are able to provide that intervention, de-escalate the situation, and again, connect that person to the local treatment provider for ongoing treatment and care. And if that's not enough, this is now you're getting, now you're understanding why I'm saying the Cadillac version. We're really trying to think of every single gap in service that might exist. Is um, in, in November of last year, we changed a law in Oklahoma. And that law was to um, help remove law enforcement from having to transport people who were in a psychiatric emergency. In every single other state, in, Oklahoma, in, the, in the United States. Oklahoma was the very first one to do this, to remove that barrier and make, and make it that law enforcement was not required to be the only person, the only entity to transport people to a psychiatric hospital, a crisis center, or an urgent care. And so in some instances, and in over 30 miles, depending on the, the specific circumstance, that mobile crisis team could take that individual to the urgent recovery center, to the crisis center, to the psychiatric hospital without having to engage with law enforcement. Um, to date, we've done about uh, 12,000 transports across the state. So we've been, we have been a ride share company for a, couple, for a full year now. And I'll tell you, that is a phenomenal thing in terms of moving um, um, uh, the, the needle forward with anti-stigma efforts because of oftentimes a barrier to treatment um, is not wanting to get in the back of a police car handcuffed to be taken to the hospital. And um, that is not, I don't know any other illness or disease that you have to do that for. And so being able to be one of the first in the nation um, to do that is a really fan fantastic thing that we're really proud of. Um, and so they'll be taking you to a urgent care, a crisis center, or, or a psychiatric uh, entity. And so what the difference in those are, is a, an urgent recovery center is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week brick-and-mortar facility that um, anybody can walk into. You don't have to go through 988 to get there. It serves everybody. Um, it, it provides you uh, on-site psychiatrist, on-site nursing, on-site therapist, 
case management, whatever it is that you need um, in order to support and stabilize yourself uh, for 24 hours. And it is a voluntary service. And so we're not forcing anybody to stay, but we do want people to be able to access these resources um, um, uh, all across the state. And so um, as part of the system, we've been lifting up and building new urgent recovery centers and new crisis centers. And so by the end of this fiscal state fiscal year, which will end in June of 2023, we'll have added 22 new urgent recovery centers across the state, which is a fantastic, it's just, it's unbelievable. And so we talk about this entire system, starting with 988, um, being able to get access to treatment services and support earlier on in the process so that you don't necessarily need the other end of the continuum, which is more of the, you know, observation, 24-hour kind of um, inpatient type facilities, because we know that um, the earlier reach out, the, the, the better you'll be able to support yourself, stay engaged with your family, stay engaged with your employment, stay engaged with your community, because that's where the real magic happens. Um, nothing magical happens in a psychiatric hospital. Um, a stabilization happens in a psychiatric hospital, but if we're able to give you those resources and services earlier on in the process, it'll be a better deal for everybody. I, I'm I'm just absolutely blown away, and I'm really excited that for for a change, Oklahoma is is leading the charge in something that that's that's so greatly needed here in Indian Country. Yeah. I want to talk um, a little bit more about the 911 diversion and about 988 as a as a as a diversion to 911 because so often and, and as little kids that's what we that's what we go back to right that's instant that's call 911 if something's happening mm -hmm. if if grandma's on the floor or somebody's choking or you know somebody's drowning like you call 911 yeah. like the police are supposed to have those answers for everything but i think that we forget yeah. that they're, that's not what they're there for right and so especially in indian country especially where I'm from in Anadarko, Caddo County, Oklahoma, we have such issues with our American Indian men and boys being shot by law enforcement when they're experiencing these mental health crisis crises. When, when we in Indian country start to experience this too, Nine nine eight eight rather than nine one one is an alternative for us too. Absolutely, nine nine eight is for every single Oklahoman, and so at, like like I said earlier, you know it, it'll take a long time. I'm um, hopefully not too long because things like this, you know, being able to talk about it, um, promote it, and, and get the word out to specific populations across the state, because everybody has different levels of awareness, different um, barriers to treatment and access and to acknowledgement of behavioral health and mental health and addiction are real, you know, challenges for, for many communities. Some communities are at higher risk. And so being able to normalize help-seeking behavior is something that we're trying to do with this campaign. Um, the, at, the, at the crux of our campaign is really um, destigmatizing mental health and addiction. And one of the ways that we do that is sharing lived experience with mental health and addiction and encouraging people to reach out. So the earlier, the better. And so with um, you know, making it synonymous or uh, not synonymous isn't the right word, um, making it as prevalent as 911, the awareness as, as prevalent as 911 will take a little bit of time. 
Um, but you know, we have a lot more um, outlets now than we did when 911 was rolled out. I don't remember a time when there wasn't a 911, but I do know people who do. And 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 they say that it wasn't an overnight success, you know, you know, getting people aware of it. So I'll tell you, um, you know, engaging with schools, engaging with communities, talking about billboards and commercials and public service announcements and radio shows. And, um, you know, we're a digital media presence on all social media platforms. Um, I, when I talk about it with my kids, so I'm raising uh, three kids and, and they are very much aware of 988 because that's their, their dad's project and passion right now. And so they talk about it. Um, there's a song and a jingle that goes with 988. There's coloring books that we're using to engage different school systems. But when we talk about it, with when I talk about it with my five-year-old, um, I say, well, what is 988? And why, why, would you, why would you call 988? And very simply, he says, oh, when you're mad or sad. And I think, I think that the message is there. When you're mad or sad, call 988. Um, and so I think that as, as time goes on and as we continue to talk about it and we continue to promote it and to continue to wait, raise awareness about the importance of addressing your mental health, because it's just like your physical health. Your head is connected to your body. And if you're not you know, attending to it, mental health becomes mental illness, just like physical health becomes physical illness. And so we've got to pay attention to it and we've got to treat it. Because um, uh, without it, um, we we won't be as successful as we could with it. Well, and let's let's talk about levels of mental health because I know, especially as natives, we have we're we're completely um, we're we're completely disengaged from seeking help for mental health issues. It, it's it's the way that we're raised. It's in our DNA. It's us just being like me personally, I'm four generations off the planes. That's, that's not a lot, especially when you consider how fast we've had to assimilate into right. this American culture and this American society, including our, our historical trauma and all of this. And I like that matter sad because we suffer from depression. Indians are born with the blues. We're all mm -hmm. born with the blues, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about these, these um, uh, for instance, because the holidays are coming up yeah. and there are a lot, there are a lot of us that experience those mad and sad extremes during the holidays so so let's talk about how mad or sad do you have to be do you do you do you call 988 when you first start feeling that that heaviness or you know it's like you said you want to intervene earlier do you call that early or do you have to kind of wait until it's heavier no you please don't wait until it's heavier it, it, that that's the one of the beauty beauties of this campaign is really trying to meet people where they're at when they need it um, and to identify that earlier on in the process could be a simple text so let's say that you know that's that's one of the that's also a generational kind of approach to reaching out and seeking help um rarely will we see a lot of um you know younger younger generational generational folks reaching out via phone, which is fine if they do, it's fantastic. But the anonymity is there, whether you call or you text. And so if there is just, you know, feelings of, you know, holiday blues, if you will, like you said, um, and, and you feel you feel compelled, please, please reach out because what will what will happen is that 988 
person will be able to listen, be able, will not be trying to get you off the phone. They're there to be supportive. Or they can also connect you to local support groups or local resources that might be helpful for you in another way, um, just kind of depending on, on what the issue is. And so, yes, there is, when in doubt, call 988. Um, we want you to reach out as soon as, as possible uh, before it becomes a crisis. And so let's um, let's talk about that too. When it be when it does be become a crisis, are family members able to to reach out to nine eight eight? Let's say if I have a friend or a family member that that's that's in that's in a mental health crisis that that wasn't able to to uh, uh, logically get there. You know, can can I, as a friend or family member, call on behalf of my friend and say, "Hey, my friend is in mental health crisis, and and we need help." Absolutely, thank you, Kelly, for bringing that up because we we want family members to reach out to family members, friends, neighbors, whatever the case may be. Um, and if, if you identify or you notice something that's going on that could really use a mental health professional's touch. Um, we definitely encourage folks to reach out to either help facilitate connection to that mobile crisis team that I was talking about, help facilitate connection to even using the phone and talking to the to the professional over the phone, or to just gain information and resources about what local things might be, exist so that you can be an advocate, you can be a champion for that individual to reach out and get help. Um, there, there, I will tell you, there's a there is a big difference, you know, driving by and seeing somebody on the streets that, oh, this person might look like they have a mental illness and they need some help. That's not necessarily what 988 is designed for. We're really talking about, you know, kind of that close-knit relationship with folks or the proximity of closeness in physical terms so that we can help facilitate some kind of smooth handoff, a connection to engage that person who might be experiencing something that's um, reluctant or, or, or unaware of that there's help available. I want to also talk about I I love 988 as an alternative to 911 because especially especially being native and being being a brown woman um law enforcement generally isn't kind to us and I I like the, that we can call 988 first and and that the the laws and policies have changed. I don't think that a lot of people are aware of the limitations that that can exist in in law enforcement be it law enforcement agency policy or or be it in actual state law um there there are there are limits to to what law enforcement does and and for for 988 to feel like it's um filling filling that gap of 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 offering these services where law enforcement can't go right yeah no being able to to show up in an emergency room, for example, because you don't know exactly what's going on. And if, if it's identified that you are a person that needs a psychiatric care or treatment, um, the, the typical response has always been, well, we've got this, this bed, this psychiatric bed is, you know, 60 miles away. It's across the state, you know, because of location and availability and all of those things that factor in. Oftentimes law enforcement was the one that was called to make that transport. transport. But since November of 2021, we changed a law where um, you no longer call law enforcement when it's over 30 miles to get to that treatment bed. You call us. You call one of our ride care partners. 
um, across the state. And this is across the state and it applies to anybody and everybody. If that, that ride care company will show up to the hospital in an unmarked vehicle, not put you in handcuffs, not put you in the back of the car, and will transport you in a safe, tra trauma-informed way to that local uh, treatment facility or that bed where the, the bed's been secured. So I'll also say um, law enforcement has been a great partner with us in, in really trying to um, let mental health be in the mental health lane and law enforcement be in law enforcement lane because we both agree. I think everybody can agree that law enforcement doesn't need to be involved with the mental health situation. Now, there are some. There are some situations, very small percentage, when there, there might be um, a, a threat of public safety concern where law enforcement can help facilitate that transfer. But for, for most of the situations, most about 98% of the time, almost 99% of the time, law enforcement's not necessarily need to be involved at all um, with, the, with the transport or, or even connection to care. But because law enforcement is um, around and uh, very present across the state, uh, one of the things that we did as part of this comprehensive response system was to equip every single law enforcement officer with an iPad. And on the end of that iPad is a licensed mental health professional. There's, there's a button that they push and that opens up within a couple minutes, sometimes even shorter than that, uh, a face-to-face -face interaction. So that law enforcement officer hands that iPad over to the individual who might be experiencing an emotional distress or a psychiatric emergency. That therapist provides an assessment and then, then the officer gets the iPad back and that therapist instructs the officer on what to do next. And so that there is a very minimal interaction. There's no training other than hand the iPad over and let, let the therapist press do their job. <laughs> yeah, press this button, do that. And then the therapist says, okay, this person has an appointment at the local treatment provider, you can move on. Or we've secured a bed, the, the transportation company's on their way. Or it's under 30 miles. You can be there in 10 minutes. You can go ahead and put. You, you can go ahead and facilitate this transfer, or you can wait for the, you know, the the rideshare company. And oftentimes, law enforcement's very, very positive and very helpful. And if it's, you know, they'll meet the transportation company halfway just to kind of expedite the situation. Just depends on on what's going on. But that those iPads are fantastic. Um, we've been using that for almost a year. Um, and, the, and the amount of diversion, the amount of services, the amount of direct connection that we're able to facilitate with those is amazing. I mean, it, it, it really does, not only does that save on law enforcement resources, but it also saves the patient or the person who's experiencing the, the crisis yeah. getting restrained. I can, I can tell you this, just, just being mad, even, even, even being a, 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 a person who, who suffers from major depression, even in those days, you're not restraining me, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? What? You know, and and that, and I don't know if it's all natives, but I know certainly this native doesn't like to be restrained, and okay. so that that really that that lack of of physical restraint and that understanding of we are not arresting you, yeah, because that the handcuffs and the restraints that that really kicks in a lot of historical trauma where it's, I've got to fight and I've got to get away. And as we all know, that doesn't work with law enforcement. Yeah, you know, nobody wants to be backed into a corner. Our fight or flight mechanism comes into play. And we really want to be able to help facilitate treatment access, treatment care, support services, 
in the least restrictive manner that we can. And that is literally the goal of 988. So make it as easy as possible for people to connect to a three-digit number whenever they're experiencing sadness, being blue, uh, or emotional distress to whatever degree. If you want more information about um, Oklahoma's 988 mental uh, mental health lifeline, um, you can actually go on the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services website, <laughs> and they have a lot of information on there about their 30-day uh, crisis volume, their average answer speeds, stabilization rates, reasons for calling. I'm sure that's a great resource to yeah. to encourage folks to to know that spectrum of of when to call 988. Um, and 911 diversion. It's like I said, I, I really love that. And and I hope our listeners and podcast subscribers here in, in Indian country in Oklahoma start to research um, 988 as opposed to 911. And um, Heath, if you'll, if you'll continue to do what you do and, and help us get the word out, I think we can really make a huge difference here in Indian country where we do experience not only a lack of trust with law enforcement, but, but a great fear in, in addressing and, and admitting that, that we have mental health issues. Absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share the good word of 988 and I appreciate your um, helping to, to be a champion of it too. Yes, thank you so much. And don't forget, folks, um, if you have any uh, questions, you can also uh, go on the uh, ODMHSAS. I'm not going to say the whole thing again. You can go look it up, their <laughs> website. And um, of course, if you're experiencing any kind of mental health issues, if you're mad or sad, um, mm -hmm. 988. And don't forget, if um, here in these holidays, 988 is is a great alternative to 911. Um, there's a lot of crime on the holidays. Let the cops do what they do and let the 988 mental health professionals do what they do and, and really um, help you through any kind of issues that you may have. Don't be afraid and, and don't be embarrassed because these issues happen to all of us. And so we're really fortunate that we have 988 as a mental health resource here in Oklahoma. Uh, Heath Hayes, thank you so much for uh, stopping by here at the Kelly Joe Show. We greatly appreciate it. And folks, if you missed any of this conversation, you can catch all of our past episodes wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Kelly Joe Show on Talk Jive Radio, a Damon in production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. For more information or to donate, email Native Arts and Media Institute at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. Have a great day.